1: Welcome into another off-season edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarez with you. All of us back in the studio Ooh. today. We're hanging out. Life is good. Uh, a lot of changes for this Cowboys organization that we've kind of been charting the last couple of weeks, but it seems like some things are finally coming uh, into fruition here for the team. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the coaching additions and uh, some coaches have recently got some promotions and that kind of thing. So we'll talk about that. But the first thing I want to start with is this kicker drama. Uh, <laughs> it is very apparent. And uh, Jerry Jones actually told reporters that they were starting from scratch when it came to uh, the kicking position. We all know the the way the season ended for Brett Maher, uh, not so much on a high note there. The Cowboys have. Since taking matters into their own hands, they have signed Tristan Vizcaino. They signed him late last night. We will see if he makes it through training camp. I believe this is his second time going through this process. But as of right now, he has been signed to the roster. Uh, a couple of things before we open this up for uh, conversation. Now, he was signed to the practice squad earlier this year whenever Brett first had those issues. We watched him at practice a little bit, and he wasn't incredibly impressive during the time Uh, that we watched obviously we, we you know we get limited sessions so he could have obviously turned it up after that And in the weeks prior, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, is he a permanent fixture? Is this they're putting their eggs in his basket? Are they bringing him in as kind of a competitor piece? Uh, So he'll be an interesting guy to follow uh, throughout this offseason and then into training camp. But a couple of things on Tristan. Uh, He was signed to the practice squad, as I mentioned. He was kicking for the Patriots last year. He was Uh two of two in his field goals, three of three uh, on PATs in Arizona Prior to that, and then before that, he's kind of been bouncing around the league. He was with the Chargers for six games in 2021. I uh, had a really good season with the 49ers uh, back in 2020. So he has yeah. the ability to kick, but we will see. Uh, ladies, this obviously means that the Cowboys are pretty much out on Brett Maher. Are we happy about that? Give me your initial thoughts uh, on No More Money Maher in Dallas.
2: Go ahead. I know that. <laughs>
1: it's my
3: bread and butter. Um, you know, uh, I'm so on the fence about this because I was really impressed with the season overall that Brett Maher had. But again, it is inexcusable the way things kind of ended for him. Um, So I do understand the reason and wanting to, you know, maybe move on. I guess it's just it makes me so nervous it really does because you look back to last season and training camp and how how all of this really came to be and it's funny how things shifted because uh correct me if i'm wrong but tristan was one of the candidates vying for that kicking position back in training camp and it was a mess
1: i remember the the kicking situation was a mess i remember being in miami and just watching it from afar and being like
3: yeah all of the tweets coming out, all of the videos of, I mean, there were balls going to the side and the trees and the stands. Like, nothing was going through where it needed to go through. So it makes me nervous. It really makes me nervous because what I've heard of Tristan is exactly what you said. It's its not the best. It's not, you know, maybe the most impressive. But light at the end of the tunnel, guys, and, and some silver lining. We were saying that about Brett Maher last year uh, during training That's camp was, hey, uh, this guy gives us a little bit of trauma coming back up because of how he left the first time, and then look at the season he had. So I have nothing but faith in the special teams coaching to maybe coach this guy up a little bit and where he needs to. So I'm, I'm torn.
2: No, I agree. To like, they At least they're starting kind of early. You yeah. know, as, mm-hmm. as far as, like, trying to figure it out and bringing someone in here that has some experience. Like you said, you're like, I don't know if he, Haley, I don't know if he is a, a permanent guy, but he is a gentleman that has some experience that is going to push whoever is whoever else is going to be in competition. So uh, this 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 camp, well, um, this training, st- training staff, this coaching staff last year, they really like competition mm-hmm. from other positions. So maybe it's just like... Let's bring a guy in here that's experienced that has competition. I, and it's weird because when you read his numbers and you go look at his numbers, you say, oh, this guy's he's been efficient. Like he's been efficient yeah. in the few times he's kicked. But how obviously you ask the question of how is he going to be over a prolonged period of time? Mm-hmm. So um, interesting, interesting to say the least. I'm just again, like you mentioned, we didn't know that kicking was We knew it was an issue, but we didn't know it was that bad until camp. So at least now they're trying to get someone in here and kind of get something established beforehand. Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's where I'm at with it, it's just one of those things where it's like, dang, you know, because kicking, I've always said this, kicking is like the one position I think on the field that is unforgivable. Yes. Right? And I think really close second to that is the cornerback or the secondary because, you know, like you're set up for failure in those situations. But when it comes to being a kicker, You don't get the chances that a lot of these other positions have. You know, like, think about where Jerry was whenever Brett first missed that kick against Washington, right? Like, Jerry already was like hey man like what we're not gonna do yep. is this yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, we I wish I wish he would say that line exactly right. I would but, love to hear Jerry but you Jones know say mean? that like, he was already feeling it after one missed kick and when you yeah. think about what Brett did for this team I mean I was looking at his numbers last night he was 90.6 percent uh made field goals in 2022 94.3 percent of those PATs um and I'd like to know, you know, the numbers even before the, the last three games mm-hmm. of the season. So I imagine it was up there 95%, yeah. you know, or, or higher. So it it's just tricky when you think about, you know, the work he put in. I remember when he was sitting down with us on um, – the radio show that I'm now Cowboys Hour I was like what was that show called it's been so long since we did it (laughs) Uh, but when he sat down with us on Cowboys Hour with me and Brad Sham uh, and we were we were talking with him and just the level of intensity that he was at then you know he was talking about how you know this was an exciting part of his career he was trying to figure out you know from a family perspective you know because his family doesn't live here right now because it's you know, it's temporary, sure. uh, you know, so he's trying to figure out like, is my family going to move here? Like, am I finally in a place where, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a Dallas Cowboy for a while. So it's really frustrating just from that frame of mind to see where he was three months ago even mm. and now when you think about he's he's back job hunting and listen i don't think he'll be you know for lack of a better term unemployed for very long sure. i think there's a lot of teams in the league that need good kickers brett is a good kicker so he'll get picked up and maybe he gets re-signed again you know there's still plenty of time to bring him back he's one of those free agents on that lengthy list yeah. um So that's really interesting. I also thought this was interesting, too. This is the second straight season where the Cowboys have cut ties with a kicker after one year. Mm. They did it the year before with Greg Zerline after he missed six Pats and six field goals. Ooh. That is egregious. So I can't believe Greg got a Greg job. the leg.
3: Uh, <laughs> and I do want to correct myself because I was going back to look um, in my notes. It was Jonathan Gary Bay and yes. Libram Hirylahu that they had in um, training camp last season. Mm-hmm. And then Brett Maher came in, and everyone goes, "Oh no, oh no!"
2: <laughs>
3: the world kind of stopped for a second when uh, whenever every all the Cowboys Nation found that out. But I was glad that Brett was able to turn that that view of himself around throughout the season, but uh, I'm so torn about this because kicking kicking makes me nervous. You look at the you look at the start of the season and Brett Maher's leg was the reason really the Cowboys were able to win, especially when Cooper Rush was first coming in to be adjusted to the offense and then Dak was out. So Mm -hmm. it's it's just it really is not fair to discredit the success he had because of how things ended, but I do understandably get why they would be quick to be like, "Okay, you're out. You you didn't do it when it mattered the most." Yeah, and, and I get that. I get both sides. It's yeah. such a
2: fluid. Sorry. No, you go ahead. It's such a fluid thing. Kicker. Yeah. Like we're gonna look. We're gonna look at so many guys and be like, "He got signed again." Like I mean, or you're gonna look at some some guys in the league right now that have been playing for a while. I think there's a couple of guys that have been here for a minute though. Mason in the Crosby that are that are, <laughs> that are that are gonna be free agents and you're gonna, they might get picked up even yeah. after having not not yeah. such great seasons. It's such a like I said, it's like a fluid thing to where a lot of teams are like, well, I can just go find somewhere. I can go find one somewhere else. Sure. But at the same time, it's like it's so important. So how can yep. you – but I just think that's how the position's kind of been handled. And it's kind of like what you say, fool me one time, shame on you, mm-hmm. fool me two. Like it's, it's – It's it's my favorite the, thing. The thing what happened <laughs> with uh, Brett is similar to like the Cowboys saw it the year before. Like, Well, not the year before, but a couple years ago. It was like yeah. he's great, but then you get those extra points and it's like – he's he's just cocking it. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it's so weird. It's so weird how it happened for him. And I do agree that it's, I don't know, a bittersweet in the sense of like, yeah. dang, he had such a good season. And to finish it like that and yeah. that just be it is is disappointing, but... I guess it's just a part of the game.
1: Because that's what everyone's going to think of him as, right? Like, nobody's going to remember the fact that he banged out back-to-back 60-yarders against the Vikings at halftime to put that game pretty much to bed. You know, no one's going to talk about the fact that he was a perfect 4-for-4, I believe it was, against Washington and helped the Cowboys beat the Commanders in that you know second game with Cooper or like,
3: nine of 11 from 50 yards or more yeah like basically being one of the best kickers <laughs> in Cowboys franchise yeah history. and then he won I the mean, Cincy
2: game like yeah it wasn't it was not yeah. like yes. his game kick. winner and so he yeah. yeah he was a huge part but that's another thing too is like I I don't I don't I don't know how it is in a locker room too much, but I do understand, like, you also don't want the team to lose confidence in the kicker also yeah, too yeah. because there were instances at the end, you're like, go for two, go for two. And that's a that's a tough situation to be in as an offensive player. You go all the way down the field. You need points. Then you're like, to stay grounded in, he's going to make it next time. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it. And then he's not making it the next time. Yeah. yeah, There's panic that sits in for an offense, I'm sure. So it's like... Uh, I trust Bones Fossil, actually one of the guys that's actually returning crazy. Yeah. You know he's look little crazy. <laughs> but he's returning this year. So, um, I, yeah, kicker is one of my things I'm really looking at in camp because it can make or break your team in the playoffs, clearly.
1: Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. There was a little bit of optimism. And this is why I say I don't see him having any issues getting re-signed somewhere else because, you know, the, the extra points were the issue. It wasn't the field goals, right? Exactly. He wasn't missing field goals. Yeah. He was missing extra points. Yeah. Uh, so I think the silver lining in that is at least in that San Francisco game, you saw that extra point hooking left, regardless of if yeah. it got blocked or not. That that was not it wasn't going in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the field goals were going in, and if I'm weighing if I'm weighing here, this is a guy where he's going to spend all of off I imagine, kicking nothing but extra points, getting you know mentally right in that aspect, and at least he's not having to worry about the missed field goals so uh positive for him there we obviously wished brett nothing but the best if he's back at some point you know obviously we'll cross that bridge when we get there but uh, just some interesting things going on before we get into the coaching i think we're going to do that in the second block um but i want to ask you ladies obviously uh that kind of feels like a dramatic move almost for a guy who was such a contributor on offense and he's not returning where are some other positions you maybe see on this team where you can kind of go like Personally, I don't want him to go, but maybe for the good of the team, we maybe need to do some e- evaluating. Oh God. I know, it's a tough question. Um, I, yeah. can, I can talk about it first if y'all want me to, but yeah. I just think that there's, I've kind of been seeing, I was watching yesterday how uh, the Titans were kind of operating right, and the Titans are letting go of a lot of, of yeah. veteran guys. There's a lot a of couple guys them that I'm looking are at contributors. <laughs> I know, I know. Look like free agency is uh, how many days away? But, March fifteenth. But this 13. is a, the Titans 15. are an organization where you know they cleaned house. They got rid of their GM earlier in the year after they got smoked by um, what's his name AJ from the Eagles. I always get him and AJ Green and AJ Brown mixed up, <laughs> but AJ Brown. Uh, had the Titans in a tailspin when the Eagles played them back midseason. They got rid of their GM after that game. Uh, now they're clearing house, getting rid of veteran offensive linemen. They released Robert Woods, obviously. Uh, but to me, that's kind of signs of, like, they're serious about getting better. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think that's why I don't envy being in the front office, because I'm not sure. the one that's having to make those emotional decisions mm-hmm. uh and and i think that there's a couple of guys on this roster here that emotionally i don't want to see them go right but yeah. maybe for the good of the team and, and looking forward to what you need to get to that championship level you've got to make those decisions
2: oh yeah i mean i i guess you say like can you get can you get better at that position like mm-hmm. can you get better right. at certain positions and so i don't know i was gonna ask you you know since you yeah you, you know Yo, yo, man Turn is like a, a Miami oh. coverage guy and everything. Oh, listen, man. listen, <laughs> pull yourself together. Like, it's too oh. early in the morning,
3: <laughs> girl. It is ten fourteen. But <laughs> but
2: uh, I just been seeing a little bit of the conversation about Byron Jones uh, possibly mm. being somebody that's going to be a, a casualty or cap casualty. I don't know from sure. uh, the the Dolphins. He's dealt with you know some hip injuries and some injuries yeah. lately or whatever. However, is he still an upgrade to? You know, maybe your cornerback three or your cornerback yeah. two yeah. or just a, a depth piece that you can bring in. That's and I always, me personally, I truly wanted to see him with this coaching regime, with this, with, with this the Cowboys. De- or yes, with the, okay, with the Cowboys mm. defensive coaching regime, with uh, Al Harris, with the Joey Jr., with mm-hmm. the yeah. with the gentlemen that were brought in after, pretty much after he he Left. was go- he yeah. was gone. Yeah, I would like to see how he plays um, with them. And then you brought up the Titans. Like, my guy, Skywalker Steele, uh, shout-out to him, ADZ Sports. He brought up uh, David Long Jr., that plays for the Titans mm-hmm. linebacker. I Anthony Barr, I felt like what he did here was admirable. It was helpful. But at the same time, we saw very clearly that in coverage that people took advantage of of that spot. And yeah. also, too, you want to upgrade at the linebacker position because mm-hmm. it allows Micah to be free and do what he wants to do. Um, Leighton Van Esch is a guy that we are very confident in. He played well. But can you get better there? Can you get, I mean, because yeah. the Cowboys could sign him back. Obviously, can he's familiar with the system and everything, but... Yo, if you can get better there let's do it let's you know let's do it so i'm those are the two spots i guess i'm like maybe you can continue to upgrade i haven't seen a lot of offensive linemen but that would be nice too (laughs) cool yeah sorry 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 no no that's okay
1: yeah let's go ahead and take our first break uh when we come back we'll continue this conversation and we will get into some of the coaching changes that we have here on girls talk boys talk we'll be right back Mm -hmm.
0: All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with a recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more.
1: Girls talk, boys talk. Presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, and Jess Navarrez, who's got some info for us.
3: We'll get ready for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys Rhythm and Blues auditions with the DCRB Rhythm and Blues Prep Class every Monday night at Next Step Dance at the Star in Frisco from eight to nine p.m. Learn proper stretching technique, choreography drills, and tips from DCRB director and dancers. Learn more on Instagram at DC Rhythm or Blue or slash dcrb for more info.
1: I love them. I love going to the They're Cowboys incredible. games and watching them perform and yeah. how they just dance and dance and dance for like a million, yeah, mi- a million minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dang! Hey, like, I wish my mom and dad would have put me in dance growing up. I have, I have so much
3: admiration for uh, rhythm and blues, and then of course DCC, just mm-hmm. because that was my life growing up was yeah. dance, and it was. Like a dream of mine almost to be part of those teams. But just watching them as I was in dance and just knowing how hard that is to know that much choreography and to perform in front of that many people, they make it look easy. And that's how you know they're good when it looks easy because it is not. It's and it not. is a
2: sport. For it anyone is. who
3: says it is not.
2: <laughs> let them know. I,
3: oh, I will, I will have a debate about that.
1: <laughs> well, let's not. Because we've got a <laughs> lot right to talk about. Not
3: right here. But um, if anybody ever wants to, let me know. <laughs>
1: So we were talking a lot about uh, the kicking situation, a lot of changes coming to this organization. Of course, those changes started right after the Cowboys lost to the 49ers. Uh, They made six coaching changes before eventually seven with Kellen Moore leaving for the Chargers. So a lot of changes that have gone around uh, and they have the Cowboys have kind of started finalizing that list. Uh, they have added a couple of new guys on Wednesday that were promoted. So, Scott Tolzian, he was moved from offensive assistant mm-hmm. to the new quarterbacks coach. Uh, Jeff Blasco, who was the offensive uh, line assistant coach, he is now the running backs coach, uh, which, by the way, the old running backs coach, Skip Pete, was hired in Tampa. So, good yeah. for him. Uh, coach Pete was always good to us. Um, And then Cannon Matthews got promoted to assistant defensive back coach. He was doing some quality control on defense. Uh, So just some promotions going on there a lot is still moving and shaking. I think there'll probably be a couple more hires before the end of the week and then we will get a chance to hear from Mike McCarthy for the first time um, next week at the NFL Combine. But uh, for the changes that are happening, you know, right now, and we've talked about this on the show before, it, it really feels like this is a Cowboys organization that is ready to get past the hump. Uh. It, we've talked about in seasons past where it's kind of been a lot of talk and not a lot of action on the back end, but I feel like Jerry knows that that he has something really special here and he's got to do what it takes to get them to that next level Uh, so I kind of just want to talk about some of the coaches who have been promoted if there's any guys that stand out to y'all or your thoughts just on I know you mentioned earlier how they're starting early you know what does this kind of how does this kind of impact uh, the offseason with them getting to work so quickly yeah
2: I mean it's when you go ahead and get the coaching staff in here this is similar to it's kind of similar to when uh, Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, those guys came in that offseason. It was early, like it was far before the draft. It was, And that's partially because that allows these guys to get in here. And these are f- got gentlemen that are familiar to uh, Mike McCarthy as well. So these are some of his gentlemen. But they can come in here and they can establish like, OK, so what's our identity going to be? What are we going to do? And that in turn to me is going to trickle down to setting expectations of, of what who's doing what. All. You know, I think Mike McCarthy talked about delegating to mm-hmm. you before. And um, I just think it's important for the team, but also for well, for the coaches, but for the team, the players as well, to kind of know what the expectation is. And going into the draft, having your staff together, I think yeah. is is power, in my opinion. I think it really is power, not trying to play catch up after the fact. Guys know what their jobs are and what you're going to be looking for, how that can impact how you draft. So you're drafting the right guys for your locker room. And so even with like I, the most exciting thing for me, and maybe not super exciting, but um, blast. Um, is it is it how do you say his first name? Jeff Blasco. Jeff. Just there being a run game coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. being a somebody that is like. We're solely and gra- granted, like Joe Philbin was the O line coach, but this guy has, you know, insight on like how we're gonna run the ball, and we've seen with Mike McCarthy. I think he did work with Mike McCarthy Blasco yes. before.
1: All three of those guys yeah. were guys that were with McCarthy. Yeah, so Green. there's
2: familiarity there with him, and he's getting guys in here that he's comfortable with. I don't know nothing about Scott Tolzien. <laughs> nothing. Like most of us have been trying. Like I knew he was a former player, but yeah. we don't really know what to. I don't know what to expect there. But the Blasco thing, him being an actual run game coordinator and a, and a running back coach is interesting to me because I, I know that the emphasis of running the ball and running it well is important to this team moving forward. So, yeah, I'm ex- I'm, I'm interested in what's going to happen with, with these gentlemen being here.
3: I like the idea of this Mike McCarthy culture spreading. Haley and I were talking about how our windshields are cracked and, <laughs> and how when when it starts <laughs> to <ghetto>. spread, <laughs> it spreads. Oh, my goodness, girl, that rock that hit my windshield. <laughs> I, a, I, it was a rock. And, you know, I'll tell you later. But the point is, is when you see this uh, coaching reign of Mike McCarthy starting to spread just quickly throughout really this building, I think what it does for really everybody is create this Mike McCarthy culture, which you saw more of last year. And you've seen on the up and up since he came in 2020, which was a very weird year. We all know that. You can't really start your coaching reign in that way. And since then, I think Mike McCarthy has taken leaps and bounds to establish what he wants and set those expectations and set those identities. I also really appreciate a guy who will move people up within his own staff to give them promotions, if you will, where they're deserving. And he knows their strengths already as those coaches, those players already know them, they're familiar. There's no time to have to sit there and and kind of play catch-up of, oh, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. You're my coach now. There's already that respect factor there for what they're saying because they've been around these guys. So I appreciate that very much. But I think what you're seeing is you're seeing the final seal, if you will, of the Mike McCarthy culture in this team because, I mean – He's bringing in guys he knows, guys he trusts. And to be honest, if Mike McCarthy trusts these guys, I do too. And maybe that's bold to say, but I have nothing but faith in Mike McCarthy uh, and how he runs this team because it was incredible to watch last year. I can't imagine when he has guys that he has uh, full confidence in, knows can get the job done. It's going to be special. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Your question when you said you had no, no idea about Scott, Mm Tolson. I did a deep dive. I'm currently on Wikipedia uh, (laughs) looking up uh, Scott Tolzin. Uh, He is a former American quarterback who is now a coaching assistant for the Cowboys. We know he is the quarterbacks coach he played football at Wisconsin uh, but he was an undrafted free agent he got signed by the Chargers back in 2011 and he spent time with the 49ers the Packers and the Colts Uh, he was a two-star recruit out of Illinois in high school Uh, reminds me a lot of of Kellen Moore Mm -hmm. and I'll be interested to see you know what his skill set and how he's able to work with guys like you know Dak and and Cooper if they re-sign Cooper obviously but uh, I'm also interested to see um, what he works like with Will Greer yeah. Um, I know that, you know, this past season was just a learning opportunity for Greer and, you know, getting to learn from a guy like Dak Prescott or even Cooper Rush. I think that combination is really good to kind of pick their brain from. So uh, we'll see what he can do with uh, the quarterbacks and how he works with uh, Ness Myers, or not Ness Myers, he just left. Um, Who's the new O.C.? Uh,
2: Shotty, Shottie. Thank you.
1: Yeah, their last last names are kind of tricky, both. Um, Something else that I think, uh, and you were talking in length about Mike, and um, I get that. I think he's done a tremendous job with this organization. But I think this also could kind of be a make or break year for Mike as well. You know, those conversations have been happening for the last two seasons. Now the positives is that he has continued to improve. Yep. but again, I think Jerry and I think the, a lot of the leadership guys on this team are to the point where they're like, look, we cannot keep wasting what it. we have. Show me. We yes. cannot keep on saying that we're it and then we're not. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, Jerry, I think, is finally hearing that. I believe that he's kind of like, all right, like time to put up or shut up. And <laughs> And listen, I don't think Mike has done anything wrong. I think it'll be interesting to see how he calls plays and how that makes things different. I'm actually interested to see if that is even something that they continue to go forward with yeah. or if it's just something where they're saying, right now, we don't know, but we're going to default to Mike as the play caller. Right. Um, I also think, though, as long
3: as you're the Cowboys head coach and you're not going past the certain point in the playoffs, you're always going to be questioned. Sure. If, if, if your you're not job is steady. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, how many years with Jason Garrett did everyone sit here and say, oh, this job on the line every every off season. I mean and he the was here day, for a while the day after a while and, and wow a, a while long. is an
2: understatement I know girl and it's why it was an era it's it was literally a why era. Cowboys fans are like, I really do I think that Jason Garrett Eric really, really gave Cowboys fans like I need to go see Some my therapist but but you, I'm so glad that you mentioned the locker room I'm so glad that you mentioned just like. You Two years in a row, it, it is what it is. Two years in a row, your offense couldn't get it done, and your defense yeah. was more than capable, mm-hmm. more than capable. And so I, I am one of the people who really think it's important for your locker room to, to stay together, for yeah. your offense, for you to show – the aggressiveness and the the want to change on the offensive side of the ball because it's staggering that it's it's similarly happened similar things happen in the playoffs two years in a row I I I think it's important that they address it and go forward um for the the team and also just the the camaraderie of the team like I really do yeah they
3: they have to I mean yeah what what you don't want is you don't want another stagnant time frame where Mm -hmm. you look back years later and say okay when when should I have made this move happen Mm -hmm. when how long was too long to keep people here that weren't making it happen so what I really appreciate about what we've seen so far this offseason is you know some of these coaching changes may have come to a shock as a shock to us on the outside but really when you look at it it's it's interesting to see who was on their make it or break it year this season you know I I know uh, Kellen was the biggest one that we were all talking about but it's interesting to see kind of how quickly that moved along and what what I think is a good new pattern to see is these things are happening quickly like you mentioned to your point Aisha is these are happening these things are happening quicker than I, I feel like they were in past years it wasn't a hold on until the very last second kind of thing with Kellen it was alright you didn't make it happen next and not, not that brutal right like I'm sure uh, it was not that brutal but it's I like the speed that they're going with this. They're not wasting time. It was very much so turn the page. We need to focus and, and kind of revamp things here.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the players, uh, we just got a push alert from ESPN. Uh, C. D. Lamb apparently got a massive back tattoo, and I'm looking at it. I don't know if we can show our, our viewers the, like, oh, the, see that. The, the the tat. Dang. Uh it's pretty intense. It looks like he got it done while he was at the Super Bowl. Ouch. Uh See? But, he said ouch. Yeah, that looks like it hurts. <laughs> That's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm looking at it though. I'm trying to like decipher some of the stuff commitment. on there. There's yeah. like uh some kind of big cat, like a jaguar or a leopard on the left. It's got Kobe Bryant on it. That's uh cool. top of it says my story isn't over. Oh uh, Interstate I like 45 Ominous. logo on there as well. There's a Warner Brothers logo. Uh, and a Spartan helmet, so uh, a lot of things, it's I'm sure. It's a collage sure, of his yeah, favorite things, yeah. oh, that's
2: creative. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. so uh, obviously I this is a like, guy who's feeling, he's feeling himself. Yeah, in a clearly. I always
3: like to hear like, backstories of tattoos and, and even when you just see the guys in the locker room, you can see some of them. And sometimes I'm like, what does that one mean? What, what yeah. when did look you get at him, that one? Look, look, <laughs> look, look, exciting.
2: look, look at him becoming a, a number one. receiver. Heck that's yeah. what, no, no, that's what they, you know, that's what they do. <laughs> the leg tattoo, the, <laughs> the arm. And then they show everybody like, look, look, this is what you don't see when I'm on the field, but it's, this there. Hi. <laughs> yeah. The problem. Please. It's me. Spare oh, me.
1: Okay. Oh God. Yeah, let's go <laughs> ahead and take our second me final break here on girls talk, boys talk. Uh, when we come back, a, the franchise tag window officially opened earlier this week so we're going to talk tag we'll talk what that means what it means for the cowboys and who uh should get that tag if anybody we'll be right back here on girls talk boys talk
4: at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger that's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (laughs) Know the difference, make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more.
2: With Smoothie King's original Angel Food and new Angel Food Slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day.
1: block here on this thursday edition of girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw dating we will go over to jess join dallas cowboys united presented by
3: globe life the official fan club of the dallas cowboys to receive up to 30 percent off pro shop purchases in stores and online now through february 26th visit united.dallascowboys.com today
1: well, ladies, off season typically means things are pretty slow. Uh, there's a saying though for the Cowboys is that there's no off season for America's team, which has kind of been true. It's Theory been even and shaken when it comes. We talked about the coaching changes. Uh, naturally, some some roster changes are coming soon. Uh, but the big thing right now, uh, franchise tag period has opened. Uh, and I kind of have to do some digging always when it comes to talking about the franchise tag just because I have to, like, remind myself, like, you know, what are the intricacies of it because it is a little bit difficult, uh, and essentially what a franchise tag is is that a team can take a guy that they know they want on the roster but they can't quite get to a long-term, te- a long-term deal, so they give a guy a franchise tag. It allows them to continue those negotiations without having to worry about spending a ton of money uh, up front. Uh, Dalton Schultz was the guy who was on the franchise tag this past season. Um, It is not necessarily player friendly because it does not allow those players to speak to other teams uh, unless I believe that it is a um, a non-exclusive franchise tag. Then players can obviously have conversations. There's implications uh, that we won't have to get too much into details about. uh, But naturally, a franchise tag, typically teams are going to do the exclusive tag because they want to make sure... Uh, that they can keep those players on their roster um, at as much of a minimum cost as possible. Uh, As I mentioned, obviously, Dalton Schultz played on that tag this past season. He was making a fully guaranteed 10.9 since he made it through the season and some of those other checkpoints that he made. Uh, And there's a couple of guys on this roster that are free agents that could uh, hit that free agency tag this year. Dalton Schultz is a guy who could be re-tagged if they get there to it. Uh, If they re-tag him, they would have to sign him at $13 million. That would be his franchise tag cost. Some other guys that I'm going to list out, and I just want to open the floor to y'all and just, you know, who do we think gets that tag? But some other guys that have been talked about so far in this offseason, Tony Pollard is the biggest one. He is also, for lack of a better term, the cheapest option. Sure. You tag him at $10.1 million. Uh, That's $800,000 less than Dalton Schultz' tag last year. Um who else is on that list? Leighton Vander Ash. I don't see a world in which this happens. Yeah. If you tag Leighton, you owe him $20.9 million. <gasps> Uh, so I don't really see that happening, but I obviously see value in keeping Leighton Vander Esch on this roster. So uh, that's a guide to where it's an option, but I don't see it happening. Uh, and then you have Donovan Wilson, who I also think is Donna. an interesting option as well. You tag him at 14.5 million, or you can hit him with the transition tag at 11.9. My question for you ladies, of those four players Who is the most important guy that you want on this team no matter what and would give that tag to keep them around for at least one more year? We're not talking future long-term, but just for this upcoming season. Who's the guy, if any that sure. she would tag to keep around.
3: I think the obvious answer is Tony Pollard. There's Okay. That's to me this is the obvious one and and there's a reason everybody's talking about it because logistically it makes the most sense, cost-wise it makes the most sense um and just the season he's had, the importance he has on this offense. Aisha brought this up uh, against the 49ers you saw the Cowboys unravel mm-hmm. without Tony Pollard. You saw it with your own eyes everybody. So you need Tony Pollard back on this team. Now What will be interesting is I think it's Tony Pollard or no deal because, yes, get him his contract, get him signed, get him back. But if you don't have to use that franchise tag, then don't. I think logistically, price-wise, if it's not Tony Pollard, don't use it. So I'm going Tony Pollard. I'm going to be basic with that answer because it just makes the most sense. Bring TP back because you need him. You absolutely need Tony Pollard back. And – a lot of people have been bringing up, well, the ankle injury, is that going to impact anything? I don't think so because it's not like this is a nagging injury that he's had. It's a break. It's, it, it was a a bad hit, happened once, and we've talked about many times on this podcast alone how great this medical staff is here to rehabbing players and bringing them back to their fullest extent to be healthy. So I'm going TP or no deal. I feel like I'm playing deal or no deal now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would agree is like, yeah, I, as much as I love Dono, like the Cowboys don't—they value safety. Maybe they may value it a little bit more, but I don't know if they value it enough to tag him or nothing. And I thought you made a really good point, Jess, of like it's either you tag him or you just you know just sign him. Like don't 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 touch, touch the tag if you don't have to. Maybe yeah. you can just come to a, leg, a legitimate deal. Um, but a lot of the things when you bring up Tony Pollard, I mean, you look at the running back room here. I mean. Malik Davis is a guy I think he's he's a guy he's gonna be a player but a lot of the conversations being like is Zeke gonna come back is he not gonna be back and when you look at that side of things to just go into the next season yeah you could draft a running back yeah you could bring a guy in here and I think you could but at the same time just to come go into next season with no veterans like no Mm -hmm. guy that's been here before and done it before is something I'm like shaky about but I would definitely say at this point I would say is Tony Pollard, um, if you're going to do it or not. It's, I, and also, too, he's – with Tony Pollard, it's interesting because all the things that you kind of worry about with a, a running back, he hasn't – he don't have a lot of tread on them tires. Yeah. Like, he hasn't played a whole bunch. So you, some of the things you kind of worry about with, like, okay, if I franchise tag him, is he going to have longevity this next three years or whatever the case may be, I feel like it's less of a concern because he has not played – a crap tunnel. he has not taken a crap ton of ta- uh, snaps in the nfl so i'm on the fence about do you use the tag or yeah. not um at this point yeah.
1: <laughs> i think it all boils down to the ezekiel elliott decision right sure. because Absolutely. I think when you if you keep zeke around the the contract is obviously going to have to be restructured and i think that's just the reality of the business side of this yep. game he mm-hmm. obviously brings value to the field and i i believe it's really challenging for people who don't spend time in this building, talking to the guys, talking to the coaching staff, yep. understanding the decisions that go into keeping both Tony and Zeke. And it's wild because, you know, like I'll have conversations with like random people that I see out and, you know, they'll they'll ask, you know, like, what's to do with Zeke? What are we doing? Yeah. And again, like people just don't recognize the value that he, yep. he that he brings to the table. You know, oh, he's washed. He's not scoring. Well, actually, like there was a streak where he scored a touchdown in 10 11 straight games and it's right? not you being a homer just trying <laughs> yeah, it's to make just, that clear. yeah it's just facts now yep. do I, I agree he's not the same zeke that came into the league but i think that's the challenging part of being a running back in the nfl right yeah. now because you're expecting your running backs almost to come in you give them these you know three con- three-year contracts these five-year contracts whatever it is you come in you absolutely get what you can squeeze out of them and then it's like all right on to the next and that's kind of the way that the NFL is shifting right like you're not seeing a ton of you know long-term running backs like you saw with like Emmitt Smith or you know some of these guys who you know were back in the day those bruisers so it's challenging because you know you you, I want them both back on the roster again like I just think there's so much value in having a Zeke and a Tony The, the, the once they started utilizing that run game it was yeah, It was great. It was a great asset that you didn't see a lot around the league. It was unique to the Cowboys. The The issue that I see with tagging, and I don't know that issue is the right word. The issue that I see, though, with Tony is if you don't tag him, he's out, right? like He's going to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because yeah. e- the Eagles are going to see that Tony Pollard Back is available. Off, and they're going to go, hey, Tony, we'd like to give you this, you know, Three-year, fifteen-million-dollar, you know, deal, God, and, I would and hate Tony's them gonna more. go peace I would hate just them like so they did with more. Demarco Murray, yeah. right? Ew, and, they've just always tried to be the Cowboys, and obviously that's just like uh, it's them. an example, but so it's tricky, right? So if you don't tag him, I don't see a world in which the Cowboys would match whatever somebody else yeah. would offer to bring him back. Now, if you do tag him, you obviously run into the issue of what well, is he going to be you know, the same guy. I know you talked about the injury. The Cowboys have really great uh, medical staff, but a broken leg's a broken leg. And it's we saw how Michael Gallup, it, it took him all year to adjust, and he still wasn't back to 100%. So now you've got a guy where, let's say you do eliminate, eliminate, it's a horrible word. Let's say you do not re-sign Zeke, <laughs> right, or restructure his contract or whatever it is. Now you've got a guy to where, like, he's going to spend all the offseason rehabbing. I'm sure he'll come back fine, but you don't know the mental hurdles or even some of the physical setbacks that he's going to have from having that leg. So it's definitely tricky, but I do like what you said about, you know, if you don't tag him, don't use it at all. Yeah. Um, I I do kind of like that. I would personally give it to Dono if they don't do – Tony, just because I I feel like Donna was a really important part of the team. But all of these guys are guys that I'd like to see back here long term.
3: I also think, too, when you, you look at how the run game was maybe not used to the full extent this season going back to this whole Zeke conversation Mm -hmm. Uh it it, it's so frustrating to me because you don't really know what zeke is still capable of because you didn't see the run game when you needed to the most i mean really there were times where yes you saw the run uh for a little bit and then the run was gone Mm -hmm. and then you have dak throwing for how many plus yards over and over and over and over and you're relying on on the pass game more than the run game here so for me when people talk about oh Zeke is washed get rid of Zeke it's it's just not a valid conversation because you you really don't know how much he can be utilized still you didn't see enough Mm -hmm. of him this season to be able to say that so I I'm more excited to see you know if if Zeke does stay if Tony Pollard does stay how that one two punch can be utilized to the full extent and that will trickle back down to Dak feeling more comfortable with the run game you're going to see you know that offensive line holding up which will be another interesting conversation uh, there as well and, and how that's going to look next season but it's a trickle effect and so I think what people fail to realize is what you saw from the Cowboys run game wasn't necessarily a game plan that was working for the run game even though that was their identity it wasn't what they were sticking to for most of the season so if anyone's saying Zeke is washed don't come at me with that yeah he's been
2: really banged up too I mean honestly if if we're being just completely honest about Zeke this last two years in particular you didn't see him decline in play I guess until he was banged up until he was dealing with knee stuff even last season like he was killing it and then he had the knee injury and then this season also too he uh, it was early in the season if i'm not mistaken his knees got banged up the lions game. yeah the yeah. lions game and so mm-hmm. when you mm, the lions yeah but when you talk about <laughs> i knew you were girl, i was waiting for you to say that er, yeah but but then also too when you talk <laughs> about tony pollard possibly coming back if you do franchise tag him if you are trying to convince him to come back i know for a fact that he is going to hopefully with this new coaching regime want to know how much am i going to be utilized and how am i going to be utilized because it was criminal mm-hmm. that he wasn't used in the passing game as much as he Mm -hmm. should have been it was it was so uh, just the the running back conversation is like who's who's coaching how they coaching how are these guys going to be active but to your point with zeke also too i've seen him he teaches also like he talks to these guys he's telling them like even tony he's telling them like hey lean here and this this is going to open up for you here there's so there's some experience with him um that that I think obviously gets undershadowed you know, by him not playing well in the moment or whatever. But I, I do think he has been very healthy for this locker room. It's been a pleasure to be able to meet him as well.
1: Yeah, yeah he's awesome. He's one of the first guys, whenever I uh, moved here, that was polite to me, that spoke mm-hmm. to me. Uh, so, again, this is this is the hard part of our job is, you know— Getting to know these guys on such a, a personal level. Because I'd be having, ready to, Right, I and then it, having right. to say, like, yeah, uh.
2: calm down, pipe down. We understand <laughs> yeah. what you're saying, but yeah. pipe down a little bit. Gee,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so it will be interesting to see, like I said, at the top of this block, the franchise tag window opened on February 21st. Uh, it will The deadline to tag players is March 7th at 3 o'clock. So obviously they have a little bit over uh, about a week and a half to get uh, some of those negotiations and decisions made. So we'll continue to monitor that. This will be our last show, though, for a couple of weeks. Aisha and I are headed to the Combine next week. So we are so excited to be bringing uh, some cool stories. I know Jess will be holding the fort down for us back here hanging out getting some good stuff we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk girls talk boys talk but that will do it for our Thursday edition we will see you guys in a couple of weeks
0: this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football club
4: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!